Hello everyone and welcome back to the platform. This is the Station House audio series. We are on location. Well, where Chris, where are we? We're actually in bedrooms A and B of Edmonston, uh, the Rapido trains Edmonston. And Edmonston is a sleeper. Yes, it is. That voice you hear is Chris Fox. He is a railroad mechanic. He is a hogger for Go Transit. Uh, Chris, you work the Lakeshore East or West yes, mostly? Correct. Yeah, I, I work, uh, I work the, right now, I, I work the Lakeshore West, but we usually go the whole way. But, work uh, might be a stretch. Well, it's usually work. You work. <laughs> <laughs> I run out of the old THMB station in Hamilton, and uh, I, I, I take the train into Union Station, into the Don Yard, and then I do it all again in the afternoon. Chris, I appreciate you doing this, man. We've known each other for, I would say, what, five or six years? Yeah, We've kind that. of... Yeah, known yeah we go to different barbers <laughs> yeah, i have no hair you have some <laughs> well after hanging out with you this morning i think it's getting it's getting uh, thin. it's gonna get thin it's gonna get thin fast hanging with me chris thanks for having us here at the via rail uh toronto maintenance center or tmc as it's called we are indeed sitting aboard edmonston the car that is privately owned by rapido trains and uh chris uh i don't know if you remember but uh you and i had a chat over a hot dog at the Copetown RPM meet uh, a few years ago. That's right. And ever since, I've got you in my phone, and I'll show you later. Yeah. I have you in my phone as Soup. A soup. I so, remember that. So that my a... my nickname, my nickname for you, and it might stick now yeah, that it's yeah. out there, but my nickname for you is Soup. So when you text me or call me, it comes up as Soup. Now, before yeah. we get into yeah. the life and times of Christopher Fox... Explain to our audience a little, the Coles Notes version of that conversation we had where you explained to me why MLWs, especially switchers, tend to have a fuel or oil stain in line with the exhaust stack. Yeah. Remember that day? Yeah, I remember that yeah, day. Yeah, what is super? MLWs are all codes. They, they, they do that. They, if you idle them and... Uh, they sit in the yard and they idle and idle and idle and idle and do that absolute fantastic rumbly noise that everybody likes. Um, that has a tendency to wet stack or build up oil past. It doesn't. It, it, the engine's not hot enough to burn off the actual exhaust and the oil and the in the combustion chamber. So it'll sit there and you have uh, a a a a. a um, and a fuel oil soup in the top chamber of the uh, of the uh, um, of the exhaust where there ought not be there shouldn't be any, any soup. There. yeah so what happens is especially if it's if if it's clapped out you have a lot more of it because it's it, it gets past the rings and it sits on top and then it gets into the exhaust chamber and then it comes out the stack and it, it rains little drobules of uh, of oil on top of the engine and then it runs down the side and you get that nice little weathering job and then you get in the thing and you you know put it in run and and, and you you know Open, open it up, and that's where you get absolutely the blackest smoke you could possibly get because you're 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 blowing out the the soup. 
you know, it's souping. It's sitting there and it's, it's just it's just souping and souping and souping. Yeah. And then and then you run it and and, it, and and you heat it up and it goes away. And that's why in line with the stack on MLWs, I guess road engines too, because you see it on big Alcos. Yeah, of there's always that, or usually, yeah, if there's it, that black sure. stain yeah. running down the car body in yeah. line with the exhaust. And that's from and souping. That's from souping. That's from it sitting idling for hours and days at some point. That was a... That was a fascinating conversation. I don't think the I don't remember the hot dog being all that great, but the conversation was great. Uh, that actually, day. the hot the hot dogs were like, I don't know. Yeah, they weren't the best. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, let's start from so now. So now you're simply known as Soup. Soup. So that's yeah, that's, that's your that's your nickname. That's not the worst I've been called. No, that's okay. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. A lot of people will know you as the guy who is the mechanical uh, genius behind the Rapido uh, preservation projects. I want to park that for a second and I want to get to know the man behind that. So take us back to the beginning and explain to me where you're from, where you grew up and sort of what your early influences were that made you a rail fan. Oh, I've been... As long as I can remember, I've been interested in trains. And um, when uh, I grew up in Newmarket, Ontario, and my parents got transferred to Hanmer, Ontario, which is uh, six miles south of Capriol. Hanmer? Hanmer, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hanmer, Ontario. Right. And uh, it's in the valley. So you talk to anybody from Capriol, which is not in the valley, and I'm a valley boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> not a valley girl. No. You're a valley I'm boy. I'm a valley boy. Like, hi, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we, we were only up there for uh, a, a few years, and I, I, we, my dad got transferred up there because he worked for Texaco at the time. That's how long ago it was. And then uh, he got transferred back, and then I did my high school years back in Newmarket. And um, what did your dad do for Texaco? Uh, he was a uh, he was uh, in in charge of fleet management, so he, okay. lo he looked after the cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, he was uh, at first. I think he was a buyer. So he would buy different things. I, I remember when he gave me a stop tank car connected sign because he had to do some for, for, for the bulk stations. He was in charge of rail cars. And some, not all rail cars. He was in charge of fleet management for, you know, the, the, the just the, the, the driving fleet. But when he was a buyer, he would buy all kinds of stuff. Like if a gas station needed a, a gas pump or an air pump or whatever it needed. So there's a rail connection, though, through your dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is. I but, did not know that. Yeah, but um, he wasn't ever part of the railway you know uh, I was just uh, I remember my mom always said I was interested in trains because they put up in my room when I was in a crib it was a Donald Duck train on the wall and I really liked it <laughs> so that's what there's I'm... there's a lot about you that's starting to make sense oh all yeah of a very much so um I'll tell you an interesting story uh when we moved to Sudbury my grandparents were still down here and my dad had to work so we would get on the train uh the transcon and come out of Sudbury and come down and visit my grandparents and then get on the transcon and go back well at the time I think I was three or four years old and my sister was just born so my mom's in Union Station with a newborn baby her and a three-year-old kid that's going absolutely bananas because it's a train yard or a train it's a train station and yeah I'm, I'm just all about this anyways so um we called for the train and we head up 
head up the stairs to the platform and there's two trains up there one's going to montreal and the transcon going to sudbury and i'm taking off in front of my mom i get up to the thing and the conductor lifts me up and next thing you know my mom's screaming no 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 it's the wrong train so i was going to montreal it didn't matter where i was going i was getting on a train <laughs> Anyway, that that's something uh, I vaguely, vaguely remember running down the platform and doing that. Um, but my mom always told me that that was a story that she thought I was gone. She had no idea. Um, yep, moved to Sudbury, spent time up there. What year are we talking? Uh, we're talking 73 to almost 77. Okay. So I was young when I was up there. And then yeah. I came back, finished my public school and went to high school in Newmarket. But the influence of Sudbury has always been with me. And uh, um, I learned, obviously, I learned to skate up there. It was, uh, that was, that was good times. Um, on a Sudbury Saturday night? On a Sudbury Saturday night, yeah. That was, uh, oh my, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> I think that's another podcast. That's another whole story altogether. Sudbury happening. Sud Sudbury in the 70s. Sudbury in the 70s. Yeah. And I mean, you just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Sudbury in the 70s, uh, yeah. where winter is winter and so is summer. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of snowmobiling. Uh, I remember, I remember that. My dad had a skidoo up there, and there was snow piles that were higher than. Uh, well, there was eight. I'll tell you this: we had coach lamps at the end of our driveway, and they were the the winters were winter, and uh, the piles at the end of the driveway. I could stand. Uh, the snow pile was higher than the eight foot coach lamps because they were buried. Uh, my dad had to cut around the top just so that the, the light bulb wouldn't uh, blow up because of the <laughs> snow getting in there. So, yeah. And uh, I, it was cold. I remember more than once my dad takes the battery out of the car, sticks it in the oven at 200 degrees, heats the battery up, then puts it back in the car to get the car started. So I, it's just things like that. I mean, it's... <laughs> anyway, so uh, carrying on from Sudbury, we moved back to Newmarket. I finished up my uh, high school in Newmarket. And uh, um, at uh, 17 years old, I went to Union Station and wanted to get on the gangs. And uh, I, 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 I just decided to get on the gangs. Um, it was either that or go to the military. And, I, and my dad talked me out of going to the military. Now, when you say the gangs, did you have a railway in mind or CN? I was CN. I was going to go CN because okay. uh, growing up in Newmarket, Ontario, I was always um, Newmarket like, sub. Yeah, on the Newmarket sub, twelve yeah. year old, I'm down at the tracks waving at the trains as they're going by. You got the way freights, you got the stone trains, you got uh, the the T train, the o, the O&R T train. You had the uh, the, the Canadian, and, and 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 I remember when the the Barry Bullock used to run, which was the commuter train. Uh, with all the old balloon tops and the RS-18s and... I don't know uh, about the Berry Bullet. Yeah. Tell me about that. The, the Berry Bullet was a, a commuter train, very similar to what the GO train does now, but it was run by VIA. But it had the geared RS-18s for passengers. So they would run back-to-back RS-18s and like eight or ten cars... I would say, yeah, at least at and least the, eight cars. And these are not CN Tempo RS18s. No, no, they they they're not Tempo, but they're geared. They're yeah. they're stripes, but they're a regular. They're a regular from R all outward appearances. They're yep. a CN C Sergeant they like striped. A, exactly. The, the, they had uh, uh, yep the RS18s, and they also had the GP9s that that were geared because four o four o seven seven. I think I remember that one a lot. Steam Jennies or no. They had some steam jennies on them. Definitely in the winter time, they ran steam jennies on them. The, the cars, the, though. The, yeah, you had yeah. the RS-18s, 
the, the engine pack, the two engines, and then uh, regardless if it's a GP9 or, or, or RS18s. And then you had the steam jenny, and then you had the old three axle, just the oldest stuff you could possibly, all balloon tops on, on a train tri- called the Berry tri- Bullet. On a train called the Berry <laughs> Bullet. And it is, it is, it, it, there was... Irony of ironies. Yes, and I were, the conductors, everybody there. Yeah, I used to, my dad, it was, he, my dad called it the 615 because it came into Newmarket at 615 and he would be home at, at uh, like 530, jump in the car, go down, take the, take the boy down to the train station and watch the commuter train come in. Yeah. And it was uh, 615, I, I loved it, it was great. And uh, um, then it, there was many years after Via cut the Berry Bullet off and before Go Transit started up there, because they ran one, I think it was one six pack they ran up to Bradford or up, uh, they tried to go to Barry at one point and then Bob Ray did his cuts and then went back to Bradford and it stayed at Bradford forever. And then they they had at at the end there, before they went back to Barry, they had two six packs, an eight pack, and a ten, and that was it. Bob Ray, for those who aren't inter- or aren't familiar, was premier of Ontario, yes. New Democratic Party, New Democratic uh, Party, early nineties, I believe. That's correct, and he did his cuts for the provincial to try and uh, um, save some money. And that was the end of the Barry Bullet. Yeah, that was the end of the Barry. Well, the Barry Bullet was done before that, and then that that was the cutback from Go Transit going to Barry. So, getting back to those RS eighteens for a second, yeah. so. You remember I'm a CP guy, so you got to you got to translate for me. So, <laughs> so a regular CN RS18, no steam Jenny on it. No steam. The uh, tempos were unique because they yes. were RS18s that had a steam Jenny, and that's why there was no front porch. Actually, actually, the 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 RS18s, the passenger ones, did have a steam Jenny in the nose. Okay. Okay. They non tempo. Non 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 tempo passenger RS18s had a steam Jenny in the nose. Okay. The RS18s tempo units, they didn't have a steam Jenny in them. They had a they had a HEP unit in the nose. Hep. That's right. Yeah. You see what happens when yeah. I try and talk about the People's Railway? Hey, I get all confused. You know, that's that's why, you, you know, the only rivalry between me and you would be between CP and CN because, I mean, I'm a CN guy. <laughs> I've been a, I don't know. I've been a CN fan forever, but, I mean, it's... it's I still love just, you. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I pray for you. <laughs> You're a noodle and I'm a multi-mark. Yeah, that's right. You're a multi-mark. You know, yeah. I never understood why you wanted to be part of the Pac-Man thing, but that's well, the point. Well, you know? oh, now I'm going to throw the what's left of my coffee here. <laughs> we should say that we're in separate bedrooms here. Yeah, we are actually. Yeah. You're, yeah, I'm in A and you're in B. Yeah, you're in B for Bob right. and A for well. We won't say what that's. Well, yeah. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> so I want to I want to just park on this rail fanning the the new market sub for a little bit. When when you were going to the tracks, mm-hmm. were you intentional about it or was it you were going somewhere with your dad and the cro- no, train went by uh, at the when, crossing? When I, I, at first it was intentional with my dad because I was I was too theoretically I was too young. But once I got on my bike and I was exploring on my own and that type of thing, that was a common destination. I was a common destination was going to riding uh, down to the Newmarket train station, going over to Main Street, which was like two minutes up the road, going to Myers, Smoke and Gift, buying a bag of penny candy. At later years, I would buy the latest model railroader, and then I would go down and sit on the platform and just in the sunshine right underneath the uh, the order board and, uh, and, and, and just wait. If something came by, something came by. If nothing came by, nothing came by. It was just because it was, it was just that type. Uh, Newmarket at the time was... Um, 
I remember when the operator was there because I used to go down and chat with them. And uh, that's when it was uh, um, when you had uh, orders. He would hoop orders up and stuff like that. Uh, train Such orders an too. arcane way of doing things now. You know what? But from so anybody else who I yeah, from anybody else who I've talked to, they loved running on orders. If you're gonna have orders, you're gonna run orders. OCS is similar, but it's it takes a little bit out of it. Um, but then you know OCS came in and the operator left, and the New Market train station was basically just closed. But it didn't stop me from going down and sitting on the platform. Did you have an opportunity to ever watch a way freight do switching when you were a kid? Was they were did there a industries lot. Yes, around? there was there there was a co-op in Newmarket, and they had a passing siding and a backtrack, and uh, they took the backtrack out. They actually Newmarket had a freight shed at one point, and uh, they took all that out. And was they that had standing the, when you were a kid? Yeah, probably out of service, but no, actually it was still in service. Oh, the, well, the freight as a freight shed, shed as a freight or? shed, but okay. uh, and then it went to maintenance away. Yeah. And then material storage and right, and, so and on. Th then they it got condemned or burnt down or something, and then uh, then they they erected a typical CN um, speeder shack, which was just the maintenance of way shack with a couple of motor cars in it, and uh, that was there. And then the, they ripped the back track out, and then they left the siding. And it was a small siding in Newmarket, so you could meet the Barry Bullet used to meet the T train coming down the ONR uh, uh, Northlander, and uh, that was neat because my there's some pictures of in 1980 that I have of the uh, with the works per original engine on the Northlander with the CNRS 18s right there uh, in, 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 in 1980 in 1980 and they didn't repaint all the balloon top cars so some of them were still in the black and uh, uh, the black off-white CN uh, yeah. and then you had the, the new Via coaches what an interesting time it was it was because yeah. Via it was, was, it was to call it two years old yeah it was it was yeah. interesting for sure on that and uh, but yeah, I mean, after that, even in summer, like summer holidays, you, as you know, you just went down and just bummed around. Oh man, I I lived at the CP yard in Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're sick of hearing me talk about it. But the reason the reason I ask you about did you have an opportunity to watch a way freight work is because I'm convinced that let's well let's be honest, the chances of a young kid going to the tracks today in a in you name the town. On their bike, uh, I don't think kids ride bikes much anymore. If you know, get 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 <laughs> yeah. the video game paddle out yeah. of their hand, yeah, yeah. But I'm still somewhere. There's kids going to the tracks on their bikes. A lot of the local industry, the mom and pop, like the co-op you mentioned, yeah. the mom and pop yeah. feed mills, yeah, and the the little manufacturing plants that took a single box car or a single single dome tank car, it's gone. Yeah, it's all trucking. The tracks ripped up, yeah. the switches are yeah. gone, and it's all just-in-time freight. It's containerized yeah. traffic. Correct. I'm convinced that I, you and I are fairly close in age. Um, you're older. I just want to get that on record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I have less hair. Soup's, soup's older <laughs> than me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I just think that when you're a kid from our generation or any generation for that matter, and you have an opportunity to see a way freight do its work, it's a different thing than simply watching a passenger train or a manifest freight go fly through. by yeah. at 40, 50, whatever tracks. Correct. Is. So I'm asking yeah. if you ever had the opportunity to see any local switching, yeah. even if it was kicking a box car into the co-op. Yes, or something. there, there was uh, um, in Newmarket. Occasionally they would, 
spot stuff there at the at, at the mill. Um, covered hoppers. Uh, covered hoppers, yeah. Yeah. Um, but most of the stuff was going to Bradford, and we had Pacific Fruit Express all up there because they were Bradford was is the marsh, and that's where all the vegetables came from for like a lot of Ontario. Like the big orange, the big PFE orange PFE reefers, yeah. All and and you had all the reefers up there. You had the way freight sometimes, depending on what time of year it was, you could have twenty or thirty cars on this thing. And they would do more switching in Bradford. And I was one town down, and Bradford is uh, seven miles, eight miles north of Newmarket, roughly. It used to be known as the Holland Marsh area. Yes, the Holland Marsh area, correct, yeah. Ontario's uh, vegetable garden. Correct, yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) It was, for, for somebody that was 12 years old, that's a little bit too far to go on your bike. Um, That's ambitious. Yes, it would. It wouldn't be. <laughs> so I, I never got to see that, but I did see um, switching. And they, you know, uh, I remember. I remember them setting off a bad order car in Newmarket at one point because it, it either ran a hot box or they had a kicker, or a kicker or something was yeah. in there. And uh, that's one of the first times I was actually ever in a, 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 up in a wide nose cab. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. How'd that? Tell me about that. Well, I was that that, I, I was down there. They came in. They stopped. I was surprised that they stopped, and uh, the conductor got down and he walked back and he said, uh, you know, he says, "Hey, how you doing?" I went, oh, just banter talk because it was so long ago I can't remember exactly how how it came in, and um, uh, I think I was down there with my friend Sean Sean Robitaille. He uh, we were both real big train fans at the time and um we were down there and we watched them do their work and it was just interesting to you know hear you know break break the knuckle go into emergency they pulled the they pulled the bad car down they set it off they come back they couple on they put the air back in and then they had to wait because they have to get they had to get their clearance and, uh, and 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 get the okay to go at that point. Pump the brakes off. And that type of thing, yeah. So at that time, the conductor says, hey, come on up, come on up into the cab. So, so it was a wide cab Jeep 40? Yeah, wide cab Jeep 40 at the time. Actually, I don't, so this, is, this is something I, I can't, I remember that it, it might've been an MLW. And the reason why is because it, it had those different trucks. It had the, the, um, uh, what do you call those type of trucks? Oh, why can't I remember them now? I got a mind block. Um, they weren't a Blomberg truck. They were a uh, like a Hyatt. Uh, well, like a Hyatt type they, thing. Defasco truck. No, yeah, they were. I'm not sure if they were Defasco or not. I cannot get the word out right now. But they were an MLW uh, road switcher truck. And uh, if anybody, so was knows, it like an M420? A wide nose, yeah. It would if it would be. It would have been an M four twenty wide nose. It looked like a GM, but it wasn't. And there's no way you remember the road number. I can't remember the road no. number. No, I'm Anyways, terrible for remembering that. Me, me too. I mean, I, I, I was just really stoked about getting up in really the cab. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm up in the cab, and then you know the crew's there, and this and that. The first time, they showed me how the RSC worked, and uh, reset. The reset safety, safety control. The reset safety yeah. control. Railroad has its acronym. Yeah. acronyms. Yeah, the reset safety control, and he let it go, and it beeped. Beep, yeah, beep, it beeped, beep, and it did beep, the whole thing, and then it, it screamed at you, and then, it, and then and then he let it dump, and it yeah. went in emergency, and the whole bit. <laughs> and then I remember the conductor looked over and says, "Are you done playing around? We, I'd like to get home." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you could tell they had time if yep. he let it dump. Yep. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that was I remember that. that that was the first time I was I was ever in a wide nose, and I thought uh, it w- there was a lot of room in there at that time, and there still is a lot of room in a wide. Did you get any parting gifts? No, not that. Do you time. remember if they? Uh, uh, not not at that time. Because I remember back in back in that era, I found the crews. Uh, generally, well, I wasn't in it in a lot of equipment, but uh, the CN Woodstock has both national railways. CN goes through it, and, and CP as well, and. Yeah, and uh, I remember the way freight coming in to uh, the CN yard there, and they were they were waiting to do their work, but they had to wait for a, a via or something. And they had a transfer van, oh nice, and a, and a Jeep Nine. And I remember the same thing: the conductor, hey, lean your bike against the station and come on up here, yeah. and don't step on the rail. <laughs> don't step on the rail. Don't yeah. step on the right. rail and be careful. But I remember when I left, uh, and I still have it to this day. Uh, he gave me his copy of UCOR. Oh wow! Uh, the uniform. This was obviously pre ninety. Mm-hmm. It was ninety. I think it was ninety. U no, ninety. Yeah, yeah, ninety. U yeah. So this would have been mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, uniform code of operating rules. And uh, gave me a U core. Gave me a CN. I think they were calling it like the Great Lakes Division or something back uh, then. The timetable. Timetable. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave me sort of a, a C. It was a little CN training brochure. It was called uh, these. These wheels must roll or something, Neat. and it was a little white. It looked like a passport, about the right. size of a passport. Oh, yep. It was a paper-bound thing, yep. and it had all kinds of uh, safety things in there. Just yeah. your general, not UCOR rules, but just sort of best practices. Make uh, you a better railroader. Yeah, tying your loose hair back, yeah. and, which has been a problem for you, I know. Yeah, yeah, those absolutely. golden yeah. flowing yeah. locks don't, of yours. Yeah, don't throw smoking material from the cons. Yeah, yeah like and, when, you, know, when you could smoke your flappy <laughs> pant legs. Yeah, you know, taping them up. CN used to have these cuffs. They that did. Used to pull Actually, around. I did get a set of those from one, but that wasn't on that trip. The right? ankle. Yeah, the they. Ankle yeah, he he reached in his grip and gave me those. Yeah. So just just things like that. I remember at the CP, the guys were great for giving you a spanner or. Um, Spanner's going back, but a one one old guy at CP gave me an old spanner mm-hmm. out of the station, right? And uh, gave me it was CP Rail News. Oh, it was like a, like an actual like newspaper, a newsletter. Yeah, yeah and it was neat. great. And it would, uh, I've never seen one. I've heard of them, but I've never seen. Yeah, them. yeah. so I just I just wondered if. Uh, but you got a, you did get a something uh, at one time. I, at one time I did. I got I got those the um the ankle cuffs. The, the, the ankle cuffs to keep your ankles. Thanks uh, for coming. Uh, out. Right. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> I occasionally they would if they were done with orders they give me uh, they give me their orders at the, at the time but uh, I remember taking that UCOR book home and I still have it and uh, it's actually pretty special to me not because it's is the, it the UCOR br- is I mean, it the brown one or the red one it's reddish it's, it's red. that reddish uh, mm-hmm. sort of that burnt orange kind oh, of oh so it's the brown cover. one yeah yeah that's the older one the, yeah. the next one up is there is it is a red cover book oh this is the brownie yeah. rusty red yeah and, yeah. yeah. And I remember taking it home and thinking, now I got a rule book for my model, uh, my model <laughs> exactly, railroad. right? I had this four by eight in my parents' yeah, basement. That's and, awesome. And now I had a rule book, and I remember reading that. Of course, I didn't know what ninety percent of it meant. No, but you read it and you're like, okay, what does in accordance with rule such and such? You're like, well, how do I find out what rule such and such is? Like, you know, that's how but I, I knew was, like what a crossover. Oh, was. me too. And, yeah, I you know, there were rules about lining a crossover, and I remember one was. Uh, in a crossover, you always line the switch that the engine is on first, yes. and Make, then you then you line then the you, other one. That's and, correct. And both must be thrown in your favor before you make a move, move. and all that stuff. Yes. But it was just really interesting to to read through that. And of course, now as of ninety, we're under the CROR. That's right. Uh, Canadian Rail Rail uh, Operating Rules. rules yeah. yeah. Just the reason I mentioned, I just want to go back to. to I was asking you about uh, watching a way freight work. 
is I'm convinced that those of us who were fortunate enough to be able to witness that got a real, a more human side of, of railroading. If, like, you could stand out here at, you know, Mimico Station here on the Lakeshore Line and watch GO trains pound back and forth all day and sure. hear their station stop. It's a different thing when you watch a way freight set a 40-foot boxcar out at the co-op. Correct. It's just a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a, it, it, it's a different sound. It's moving a lot slower. You can actually see people. You know where I actually got to see a lot of switching? My cousins are from Chatham, Ontario. And they backed on to the CNO Chatham subdivision. Oh, neat. So right behind um, their place, because uh, they lived on Chestnut Avenue, which is... Um, it, it basically was two streets over and you had the north-south line that went to Sarnia. So it went from Blenheim to Sarnia. And there was a yard right there south of Highway 40 in, 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 in just inside Chatham, just off of Park Street. Mm -hmm. And they would kick cars and it was really neat because I, I had not experienced that until I saw it. And this it, is what I mean. That, it's yeah, a different and, thing. Yeah. And I remember the, f I always called it a green engine and it wasn't because it was such a faded blue CNO engine <laughs> that it looked green to me. It was such a bad dude. I was going to say, you can't be colorblind. No. You're, you work for right. Transit. And I, it was, it was funny. It was so, and I, I, when I found out that they were originally blue, um, I couldn't believe it. But anyways, the, the, th the thing is, is that um, they would kick cars and they would go down and it would just, you get hammering and thunder and banging and all kinds of stuff. And uh, it, it was, it, it was kind of neat. It was kind of neat, but it, it is what it is. And uh, the, you're right completely different when it you're switching or watching somebody do switching in in the aspect of 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 doing work well you see the human element because there's yeah. you know, back in the day that we're talking there was usually you know a couple of guys at least on the ground yeah and you're watching them they're watch you're watching them usually operate the brake wheel yeah or, or the ratchet whatever we're, type of car it oh, is oh for sure and uh, i've told this story before and in uh, different talks I've had with people, uh, in Woodstock they used to flat switch or kick, and kick, they would kick yeah. the cars. Yeah. And for those who don't know what kicking it, well, you explain kicking to those who who don't know. Uh, kicking What's is, kick? is you, you would okay if if it, it's a it's a term it's a faster way of flat switching. So instead of actually going into the track, stopping, uncoupling, and backing up, and then going into another track, and stopping and taking your string back. What you would do is on the ladder, you would bleed your brakes off on your on your cars, and then <clears throat> you would shove the one car, and then the 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 brakeman would there be a brakeman on the car, and then there would be a third person riding the car one car in, and he would lift the uncoupling lever, and tell the engineer to stop, and the other car would just drift away like it was a runaway car, but yep. you it, yep. <laughs> That's with, the, a, with a crew member with aboard. With a crew member aboard uh, near the top, and he's on the brake wheel, and he's actually got one shot at doing what he needs to do to get the car into the siding as far down or make the make the joint at the, or make the couple at the far end there uh, without it going out of control because you had to have, you, you don't want a couple of cars faster than four miles an hour because possibly, well, yeah, I've. 
anything above four miles an hour, you could possibly break a knuckle. And you don't want to break a knuckle. That's just something you don't want to do. Yeah. So you, you never hit the cars that much, especially the, the, the or the or the contents inside the car would go everywhere. And then when the poor guy at the at the freight shed or wherever the car ended up opens it up, all the stuff would fall out on them. So they what happened? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. At, so, at, Wood, at, at Woodstock, uh, when I was when I, in the mid 80s, there was a young uh, he's got to be. Well, you know, we're talking. 25 years ago now uh no 35 years ago sorry 35 30 getting older uh so he's now probably 60 got years a little old. bit of gray there happening bob but yeah he uh <laughs> there was lots of gray happening he uh they had this young hogger and i called him crash and in the summertime he was always shirtless in the engine he had a ponytail of hair halfway down his back that's awesome and i'll never forget woodstock of course had these branch lines that radiated out of town and that's really why that was sort of the raison d'etre yeah. for the yard at woodstock was to support all these branch lines yeah. and there were three cement plants and a major lime operation so there was slab sides tank hoppers right. cylindrical hoppers all uh, pressure cars all sorts of covered hoppers cement and lime was the game right so <laughs> So I remember it was, a, it was a chop nose 18 and uh, Crash was on and I remember standing there with my root beer one day uh, leaning on the handlebars of my bike and they were kicking and they kicked a one of those 65 foot red CP rail mill guns with the oh, multi-mark on it. Yeah. An, an empty gun. I, I presume it was empty because usually if there was lading you could you see, see it. dunnage or something yeah. hanging out of it. Yeah. They kicked an empty 65 foot gun down north one or two onto a tied down uh, string of loads. Like it was all slabs and tanks. It was at a Beachville Lime. So a whole, there must've been 10 Lime loads. So when this car hit, it stopped. <laughs> well, and it, and you said about four mile an hour, yeah. put a one in front. Oh my. So Crash was a two position hogger. Awesome. And so, yep. yeah, so they Great. were switching with hand signals. Mm -hmm. So he got the wave and off she goes, talk about souping. Oh yeah. Into eight, blah, 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 right. The black smoke oh, goes okay. to the sky. Oh, yeah. And this thing, he's 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 pushing this, uh, shoving this this empty gun, and the same story. The guy on the engine pulls the cut lever, and off this thing goes, and the poor brakey. Oh yeah, that yeah. brake wheel. You can't see the spokes in it. It it's flying. He's get trying to get that thing. He's holy crow. You know what? Uh, he, he knows the horror that's about to happen in about seven car lengths. He's about ready to dive off this thing. Uh huh. <laughs> So he got her wound on, and uh, he bailed off probably two two car lengths, which is 100 feet away mm -hmm. from the, the joint. Right. And Chris, <laughs> it was north of four miles an hour when they hit. <laughs> Did the car hit and jump in the air straight up? Well, that's what we were waiting for. <laughs> but the noise, he hit oh, that yeah. so hard that it collapsed the slack in the string. Wow. Of the line loads. Wow. Now I'm sure back in those days it wasn't every handbrake, right? It was no. Probably one. It was flat track. It probably had two brakes on, maybe two one. or three, maybe. But it collapsed. You go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you can hear it. Anyway, that so that was my exposure to, to kicking in Woodstock. But uh, so you you got to see this kicking in Chatham. Yeah, yeah, and they, and it, the same thing. You have an empty car, especially like a a, a 3800 or something that that that's because it's coming out of Blenheim. And it's already it's not full or it's going down to blend to get filled and they kick two or three of them and you can hear this thunder when it hits like like, like halfway across chatham and uh and especially an empty covered hopper because it's like an empty drum oh it's an empty drum that's yeah. exactly it yeah. yeah but it was it was really interesting to 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 watch them and then you know the rev up 
and then you hear it spool up and then it stops and then you the independent comes on and you don't hear it on couple and then all of a sudden you just you count one two three boom <laughs> when i when i watch this this uh this high drama unfold right yeah. uh, in woodstock <laughs> in the 80s with crash he's probably like like super superintendent somewhere now you know he's probably oh, he's more probably, than likely yeah. <laughs> long retired right. i'm sure I wonder where he ever ended up. But uh, I remember thinking, not knowing a lot about railroading, but knowing enough about, the, you know, sort of how it worked. Yeah. I knew there was a very small flange keeping that thing on the track. And yeah. I thought for sure it was going to derail. Right. I mean, this thing was whistling Dixie into that track. It's funny. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's the weight that keeps these things down. And I know, like, a, an, an empty mill gun doesn't weigh very much, but it's still enough that it's the gra yeah. gravity is its friend. I think when you're a model railroader and you're a kid, you tend to think, like, these things track, like, my lifelike gondola with the Telgo couplers. You it's know? funny. I remember... Um, <laughs> it's not going to stay on the track. No. And, <laughs> my and, lifelike and, one doesn't. And I, I, it was funny because I, I asked a, a bunch of questions about... Uh, um, shoving different cars up into a into a, a track as it's snaking in um to to a yard track and uh i remember asking the conductor at the time i said you're shoving how many cars he goes oh we got like 40 on here and i'm gonna drop off thir three on the on the end here i said 40 through 40 cars you're shoving backwards and you're going through a double crossover into a into an industry that's not going to work. And I said, no, that that's going to... He said, he looks at me and he says, it's not a model train. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what he said to me. I remember I remember when I was a kid and I had, you know, the Telgo couplers are when the uh, couplers, the horn hook couplers were attached to the truck. So yes. instead of body mounted couplers, they were mounted to the truck. They were called tel Telgo. Telgo? Telgo, okay. Telgo yep. trucks, yep. I guess, not Telgo couplers. Were they the, the, the hook horn ones? Yeah, the horn hooks the or horn the hooks. X2F and yeah. the Telgo trucks with the coupler bracket. Right, right. And of course, when you shove on those, you're shoving on the truck. So you go into any kind of a curve or a tight number four atlas turnout, you're on the ground. And you're on the ground. It's going to go over. So I remember putting pennies and dimes and things in my gondolas. Do you know what I used to do? I, 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 I had a model train, yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I went one step farther. Uh, I went to... My uh, my dad was at a tire shop, and he was uh, uh, getting snow was put on his, in his car at the time. And I remember them taking the weights off the tires, and they're lead. And I'm looking at a bucket they're just going to throw out. And immediately, my model, my at the time, because I'm 14 or 15 now, I'm all about model trains. So I'm thinking always about the model. Yeah. So I looked at it, and I went, those will fit in my railway cars. I got a lifetime supply. And I got a lifetime supply right here of weights. Yeah. So, it, because stuff kept derailing, it was too light, right? So anyways, here I am. The guy says, yeah, take a handful. So I grabbed a handful and I am home and all my cars had like, they <laughs> they were like three pounds each, right? My, my, my poor Atlas engine couldn't, they were sitting there just, talk about wheel spin. <laughs> well, you know what they say, Chris, you can't double head with one. No, no, yeah. this, this is true. Well, Chris, this has been very interesting. Uh, there's a lot more to uh, to talk to you about, so we're going to have you back, and uh, I want to pick up from where we left off, uh, sort of getting out of the high school years, and then and then moving on, and and uh, and seeing how your railway career began. Chris, thanks for having us. Ah, you're welcome. Appreciate it very much, yeah, and yeah, uh, had fun. Stay in the soup. <laughs> you're listening to the platform. This has been the Station House Audio Series. 
detector, milepost, 5.51. No alarm, detector out.